Hi, and welcome to Access Podcast. I'm Maddie Stout. Today's guest, Al Madrigal. So happy to have him on. He's funny. He's on TV. He's in movies. You might know him from The Daily Show. There's a new movie coming out, Night School with Kevin Hart, we're going to talk about. But what we really want to focus in on is the podcasting and the podcast network, All Things Comedy, where he does podcasts. And also, he's one of the co-founders with Bill Burr. Let's check out those two guys together. I'm glad we're in chairs. You guys don't, uh, usually they'd put a stool up here and uh, I wouldn't be able to walk straight for fucking three weeks. Uh, yeah, what happened to you? I hurt myself. This is horrible. And I'm, uh, I'm 45 years old in July as I try to take a jacket up. Um, <laughs> All right, Al is on the show. Man, you have a, a lot going on. So I have, I have like a million questions, but... You sure. see, you're super busy. You've got a movie coming out, Night School, the show I'm Dying up here, and also All Things Comedy. We're going to talk about that a lot, the podcast network. But is it important today as a comedian to stay relevant, to do so many things? Um, I just like staying busy. So it's just a way to distract myself from just sitting down from my own thoughts. Uh, so I uh, just like keeping busy and as busy as I sort of want to be. There's a million other things going on beyond this couple things that you mentioned, uh, just to list off real quick. So I sold a show to Fox, so I'm in the middle of writing that right now. We've got All Things Comedy, the podcast network, a movie I was just in. I'm dying up here coming back and then um, out pitching a couple things. I'm just trying to do as much as I possibly can. I have very little desire to work past the age of 55, so I'm just trying to cram as much in as I possibly can before I hit... Um, you know, read Jack Reacher books by a pool, Tom. One of the things that I know you're not wasting your time on, we, we were talking about technology. You then told me you're you're getting off of Twitter. You're getting off of Instagram. Off. You're no, already I'm off not, Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm off Twitter. Okay, you're off Twitter, Instagram. Now, for a lot of comedians, that's kind of like the of like a backbone of, of what how they market and how they get out there. That's uh, yes, nonsense. That was never part of it. And I know that... Um, I'm, I'm fairly it's a weird because I, I, I being born and raised in San Francisco and having, you know, just been surrounded by friends and tech and um, watching um, comics get their first websites. And, you know, I think I'm a first website in 1998, which is done by my neighbor. And if you're not established at all. I can see how it's a good way to get material out there, start. I encourage young comics to um, put them, make their own videos, get them out there as much as they possibly can. But um, I, I sort of got in before this. I was able to establish myself, and I just don't think uh, personally that I need to do it. And then I am easily distracted, so I find myself getting sucked into my phone, and I just never wanted to be the guy looking down at his phone while his kid was scoring a soccer goal. So I um, am trying to put it down as much as I possibly can. I think it's refreshing, um, and I also feel, and I don't, I want to get your opinion on this. I think some people's opinions change a lot of comedians that they love to watch their stand up or see them on TV shows, but then they, you know, maybe their Twitter, per, you know, what what they do on. Twitter really doesn't jive with them. Yeah, you see this a lot when somebody makes a political statement. And they're like, you wait, you stick to comedy, man. You know, it's like, you, you got less funny or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, I just the internet allows anybody to do 
just whatever they want. So I think that comics, you know, you have a very diverse uh, fan base and they tend to alienate people. Um, when they make political statements or they do, I just don't, also I just don't like divulging information about my personal life. I think comics are oversharing so much. I guess it's all celebrities, but just, I don't give a shit if you're going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, do you see what I'm talking about? No. Do you follow anybody who's like, uh, there's a couple of people in particular lately, and I'm not going to name names because they're friends of mine, but they're just, I, I, I want to do an intervention and say, what the fuck are you doing? I don't understand why you're sharing every personal detail about yourself. Get your kids off camera. Your kids don't have a say in this. And um, stop. The, my point is, comedians, he just is... The great thing of luxury of being a comedian is you can say and do whatever you want for the most part. So, you know, when I was uh, working in New York, I worked uh, with the Opie Anthony show and a couple shows in New York. And, and one of my favorite parts about it was going out after the show with the comedians that were on the show. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. And, and hanging out and just listening to them bullshit talk and talk shit to each other. And yeah, it's yeah. something so I feel Bobby, like... Who's you, that? Bobby Kelly and Sherrod? Well, this is back in the day. It was Paul Mercurio a lot. Paul and okay. uh, would go and Patrice and um, just, sure. I mean, yeah, it was a never-ending, you know, roller coaster of guys. And it was just always so much fun. And that was my... Was my I just love that. And I love being backstage at comedy shows and, and just the back and forth. And I feel like this is one of the things that, that you are really embracing with I'm Dying Up Here. So this is something that comedians have done forever you know, get together, talk and, and be funny together. Have you seen that, that now with the podcasting, especially with all things comedy, this is, this is kind of like bringing that to people now. Yeah, sure. I love, um, there's a couple of things we were trying to do with ATC because comedy, there's even, so at the comedy store, in fact, they, they created a secret bar for us. Um, so we could hang out with each other and have these conversations. And I don't think the, Fans are privy. This is, to me, this is the best part about stand-up comedy. What you just mentioned is going and hanging out with the comics, sitting down. Some guys are always on. Some guys you can have deeper conversations with. Some because you know we have these relationships that go back. Anyway, I love being able to hang out with these comics. And so um, when you have a podcast, it gets four or five people together that are friends and true talking about whatever they're talking about. If it's comedy. We've heard enough of those conversations in podcasting where comic interviewing comic about uh, their backstory or, you know, any, any just one-on-one -on -one comedian conversation, but just them hanging out um, is, is such it, to me, it's one of the best parts. There's sort of the thrill you get from doing new material in front of an audience and having it go extremely well and killing and then hanging out with comedians that your buddies with as a close second in terms of this, the rewards of a comedy experience. So you totally, you totally hit the nail on the head when it comes to, um, Stand up. It's it's that's easily the best part. Podcasting allows you to sit in those conversations and be a fly on the wall. We're doing a show at ATC that hasn't come out yet, but it was just comics playing poker, and four out of the five of us didn't really know how to play poker. So it was me, Bobby Lee, Bill Burr, Eddie Pepitone, and Jay Larson drinking and playing poker and smoking cigars, and it's an hour. 
Bobby Lee cheats at one point. It's really some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. We have another show that we're working on called Something's Burning, where Burt Kreischer, it's a cooking show. Burt Kreischer just starts, you know, he's making a meal. He really doesn't know how to cook very well. He thinks he does. And comics just sit on the side and make fun of him and participate. So you get to sort of sit there with the comics as they're playing poker and just sort of doing stuff or hanging out at a bar. And I think that's, you're totally right. That's something I definitely want to um, capture and allow people to sort of hang out with uh, comedians. And it's one of the reasons, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I left doing morning shows and, and radio because the radio quit letting us have comedians come on and just talk. And, and they wanted them always to do these short se segments. And for me, when a comedian came in, it was like, no, this is somebody to like join the show and hang out for an hour, as long as they want to hang out and, you know, and, and actually just be themselves and be funny. And I felt like podcasting was where this is, this is happening again, where it, 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 you know, people can go and, and talk, hang out and be funny. And what I like about the shows you just mentioned is they are breaking that mold. They are about something. They're not just two guys telling dick jokes. It's, it's, they're telling dick jokes, but they're playing poker and there's something else going on mm -hmm. yeah it's um it's the the comics of morning radio when they always asked me to do like what can we set you up with yeah and they Ugh. wanted me to do material i just don't i don't i don't want to i just want to talk that's now we're talking about the best parts of comedy we're also talking about the worst parts of comedy is doing morning radio in local markets when you have to go sell tickets on the road it's sort of why I'm phasing out road comedy. I just can't handle the slug of going out and doing morning radio and having some, you know, wacky DJ in Cincinnati ask me to uh, start, you know, doing bits at 7.30 in the morning. I absolutely refused to do that when I was in radio. I just felt like that. I, and I hated when a comedian came in and said, hey, here, set me up for this and this. I'm like, just hang out and be funny. And like a couple of comedians I really loved too did that. And, and it was hard. And I'll, I'll just say, you know, Brian Regan, somebody I absolutely adore. And Regan, like, it took a while for him to get used to our show in San Francisco, I did at Alice, to get used to coming in and just hanging out because he was so used to having that material fed to him and having things ready. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it just, it's a great thing about what you're doing right now. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so there's, you know, ATC, we have... Um Mostly, I'd say, yeah, 95% comedians and friends um, doing shows together. And also the other thing we're doing with comics is they get to just do whatever they want to do. I know John Reap and Sarah Tiana are funny. Uh, what, what kind of show you want to do? And so we have Ben Hoffman or Fahim Anwar, people coming in. It's like, well, you guys are hilarious. What do you want to make? What? So that we just let comics do whatever they want. Now, starting, you know, a, a network and, and owning it, uh, do you get a thrill from being an entrepreneur? Because that's, you know, what you are with this. And, 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 as, and as a comedian, that's your business as well. Uh, do you get as much a thrill from that as, as, as doing comedy in, in some ways? I, re I really do. I, I get to work with all my friends. So I captured that second great part about comedy. Like, I'm getting to hang out with everybody I want to hang out with. And so that's definitely not going away. And... Um, it's the thrill of making something and having it be popular. You know, it's the same thing. So you do get that same feeling when you're doing a, a bit that works out that people love or you're, you're creating this network that a lot of people listen to. I mean, we're at 18 million downloads per month. 
It's awesome. Which is fantastic and growing and growing and growing. We're just trying to get that audio out as much as possible. We're making short form videos. I like giving comics a fair shake um, and letting them be part of owning this company that distributes your content. So yeah, there's a tremendous thrill and like, um, Anytime you can create something from scratch and stand there with your hands on their hip, you know, your hips in front of the sign. Um, we always talk about me, Bill, and the, their current president, Mike Bertolini, talk about, you know, the book moments. Like, they're going to write about this. They're going to write about this because, you know, we know in 10 years from now, once we really build this thing up, um, we were building a company that has staying power that um, will be a force in TV and film as well as, you know, all the audio stuff we're putting out. I think it's, it's man, I, I love that because I have so many friends and comedians who started podcasts over the years who have said, how do I make money? What do I do to do this and do that? And, 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 and to have a place for them to go and, and be around people that they can trust to, to do it the right, you know, not to feed them a line of bullshit uh, is amazing. Yeah, so um, everybody knows that uh, with Bill and myself, we're, we're doing just fine. So we're, we're, we don't have a company that needs to exist off of their, you know, you don't need to sort of um, take advantage of them to make money. I feel like there's a bunch of companies that I'll, I won't name, and a lot of them are producing stand-up specials. They're just sort of set up to take advantage of talent. And that's why we started this whole thing in the first place. I want to talk about I'm Dying Up Here and, and just kind of the history of, of, of comics. When you watch that and, and you see interaction, this is, we're kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, that, that that part of the comedy world hasn't really changed. What, what has changed the most dramatically, you think? Um, what we were talking about earlier, just the technology that goes along with it, just uh, being able to work on material. You know, Chris Rock and I think um, Seinfeld have complained about this uh, not too long ago, but it's constantly becoming a bigger problem. It's just people and phones and tech. Yeah, when you're working out new stuff, it used to be that Richard Pryor could go up and on Tuesday start a new bit. And work it out and then come back on Wednesday and then you come back on Thursday and then Friday and then by Saturday he had just a masterful sort of thing um, with people now or you know somebody whips out their phone and records you on the Tuesday doesn't look so great people were just I was listening to Howard Stern and he was talking about Chris Rock getting some poor reception off of material that he's trying to work stuff out so I think that's the biggest difference is the technology and um, I think younger comics have this expectation that they're going to be immediately successful when they haven't paid their dues Night School with Kevin Hart looks super funny how much fun is it working with Kevin? Yeah that was fantastic so this guy I'm not sure what you know about Kevin Hart but um, you may know about his drive you may know Know that he's absolutely hilarious. He's done sort of what we're trying to do in this, uh, you know, DIY um, sort of stand-up. He put out his own movies, there, and then he put those movies in the theater, and he does the run with heart. He's raising money, so you might think that this guy, you know, and you think about him, his celebrity. You know, I really had no expectations of what is he going to be like. 
And I did one quick thing with him. I did some central intelligence promo with him and The Rock, and they were both hilarious and delightful. Um, but then working with this guy every single day, you really got to ask yourself, what would Kevin Hart do? And that's work your ass off at all times. If I'm ever in bed past 6.30 a.m., I feel like uh, just a lazy bum because, you know, he's been up for an hour working out and um, has just done a million things before 10 a.m. He's also hilarious. So on this movie, we got to riff so much and improvise that I just can't wait. And he did that. He made up so much funny stuff on the spot and gave us complete freedom to play around. So the the cast was um, Kevin Hart, Rob Riggle, Mary Lynn Raskov, a very funny comic and actress, Romney Malco, Taryn Killam uh, from Saturday Night Live. Mm. And uh, then you had Tiffany Haddish in the main role as the teacher of this class. So we just had sort of this great group of people hanging out, improvising. It couldn't have been better. Listen, I, I'm going to let you run in a second, but I always end with these three questions and I'm going to give you the first one. This is a dumb question. I, I, I hope you don't find it too dumb. If you're a sandwich personified, what, what would it be? Uh, oh, not, not your um, favorite. Like if you were one, what says Al? Yeah, that's a really stupid question. Thank uh, you. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play uh, along with it. Uh, probably club. I could see a lot of people saying club. Um, a club sandwich, simple yet complex. And, um, you know, not necessarily the healthiest thing you've ever had. Uh, but, you know, with the bacon, turkey, um yeah, I think it's a club sandwich. I think. Uh, do you get that a lot, though? I feel no. like I chose. I get like, PB. I get, I get PBJ a lot. Z, what else do we get? Grilled cheese. Yeah, I've never. I don't think anybody said club before. No, really? no club. No, you're the first. If you could listen to a podcast featuring any comedians, living or dead, who would you want to listen to? Oh uh, well, I just. Um... I'm such a big Chappelle fan, so I love Dave Chappelle. I would love to listen to him do a podcast um, and interview people because in terms of his take, sort of like Bill Burr, you know, I feel like you're going to get a great take out of Dave. Um, I would just go to my favorite comics and um, Dana Gould. Dana Gould is a podcast you can listen to. So, uh, yeah, I just um, I'd love to hear Patrice doing a podcast, Greg mm. Giraldo do a podcast. Yeah. So probably Patrice and Greg and some sort of back table thing. If I um, could pick anyone, that'd be my top one, Patrice and Greg Giraldo. And what was the last podcast that, that you binged? Podcast that I binged? Um, God, I have so many of my own that I need to listen to <laughs> that um, I don't question. really know. My wife, yeah, exactly. I don't. I listen to all all things comedy podcasts all the time. Now we, um, me and my wife, listen to show podcasts because we're very into television. So recently, you know, this is through her. We were listening to some Thor podcasts, um, and then. It's all TV-related stuff. So we'll listen to a Stranger Things podcast, Westworld podcast, Game of Thrones podcast. So it's all sort of TV companion podcasts is what we listen to. And one quick In the mad, madrigal home. 
One quick bonus. Is there, speaking of bad TV, is there something that makes you laugh at home that maybe you, you wouldn't want people to know about that you'd be ashamed of? Ashamed of? Oh, um, we have a sort of running joke in our family where it's like guilty pleasure music, but I would be ashamed of people knowing, but it is something that totally makes us laugh here. Cause I have two kids, my wife, I play counting crows, Mr. Jones, uh, at randomly. And then we have a, well, this is not so embarrassing, but, um, my kids, when we have to relate somewhere, start playing driving music for me, like sort of baby driver type of thing. So immediately they'll Bluetooth and um, I drive uh, to Eye of the Tiger with my family in the car on a regular basis. It's a good image to go out on, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Al, thanks for coming uh, on. Sure. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show where my producer, Z, comes in and we talk about three podcasts that you should be listening to. First, I want to know, Z, how was that interview? I, I, I always wonder, somebody like Al, who I really love and respect, I'm like, I, I have that, still have that, do you think he liked me kind of thing going on? Yeah, I think so. I think there were, you guys had this bond of like no like working with comedians and stuff like that and i think you guys got really comfortable with each other and it flowed well isn't it horrible working with me because i'm constantly at the end of every interview <laughs> going that's the worst i just just terrible i don't know no. we should air it no it's all good i'm gonna say this if you're new to podcasting or to broadcasting and and you're you're, you're wondering if you ever get over that feeling the answer is no <laughs> you will never get over that feeling but i think it makes you care more I, I, absolutely. Right. And, and I think everybody I know who's successful in this business, and I'm not putting myself in the same class as those people, have that little have that thing yeah. where they always think they're not doing good enough. But it makes My you work harder. My therapist and I have talked all <laughs> about it. Anyway, let's talk about funny stuff because uh, today's topic is comedy. And, of course, you can find lots of comedy in the comedy section of the iHeartRadio app. But you picked out three that I you did. like. So my first one is Two Dope Queens. Dope. Yeah, they're amazing. So it's comedians Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams. And Jessica Williams is from The Daily Show for people who want someone to recognize. And they bring their favorite comedians onto their show. It's usually live. And they talk about stories about romance, race, living in New York. And I like it because I feel like I'm at a sleepover with them and it's just like girlfriends talking. You know, it feels super comfortable and casual. Well, let's check it out because I know a lot of people love this one. The Winter Olympics, I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. why are we here? Yeah, it's like uh, curling. I'm like, I can't. It's so impressive. It's all so impressive. It's nice. Yeah, it is. We could, get, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, we couldn't get out there and just start curling. We would be a I mess. I don't want to get out there and start curling. I know, curling. but we'd be a mess. That's what I'm saying. Like, some people do. So, you know, you respect. You want to be on ice with a broom. They're dope. I can. I, I, it is. It is one of those podcasts that is universally loved. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. don't. I haven't met anyone that doesn't like it. Yeah, good job. So, thank you. My next one is Love It or Leave It, and John Lovett is one of the guys from Pod Save America. John Lovett, not to be confused with John Lovett. Yes. Okay. Love it. Love and, it. And um, he it was also a former speechwriter for Obama, and this one is a weekly recap of politics, and it's always done live. And it's so funny. And he brings on guests like Jack Whitehall, Van Jones, Jenny Slate. And it's just a funny way of... He makes Van Jones funny? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it. You don't it. buy it? You got to listen to All it. All right, I will. 
This guy is, and just go there with me, he's like a season one Real Housewife who... Who's who, wanted her own who, spinoff? Well, what'd you say? Who like wants her own spinoff? Oh no, she, she, they all want their own spinoff. <laughs> um, but no, he's like a season one housewife who, first of all, hasn't figured out her hair and makeup at all because it's usually season two or three for some where they really get it together. All right. When you started, you're like, oh, it's, it's politics and it's funny. I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, it's good. Uh, yeah, it is funny. I, I can't wait to. Uh, that's one I, I've not checked out. It's going on the list. Boom. Okay. Last one. Shout out to All Things Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Especially Russell and Rachel over there. Right. Thanks for hooking everything up with us today with Al. Bam. So this one is Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. Awesome. So, is, so good. Yeah. I like it because. I like people that give off the, like, go fuck yourself kind of vibe. And that's, you know, who he is, like, when you listen to him. and It's so, to hear the F word come out of little 49Z, <laughs> it's always surprising for me. That's why, it's, I love that vibe. And he, the podcast just sounds like he has so much on his mind. And he's just talking to a friend and letting it all out. But it's just because it's him, it's funny. Like, I feel like if it was anybody else, I wouldn't give a shit about it. And I think I realized the Massachusetts accent is my favorite accent of all time in the entire world. Really? Like, of all accents ever, I think. Because I can't, I can't stop listening to him. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. You obviously didn't grow up on the East Coast. No. <laughs> you have a whole different opinion of, <laughs> of mass holes, as we call them. Let's check it out. My daughter was awesome, man. She didn't cry, nothing. She's just like, she's so cool, man. She's so chill. She's so, you know when people, people actually say that when she gets upset, she looks like me. That's when she looks like me. You know what I mean? And as much as that hurts me to hear that, I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. And I'll admit, uh, some of my dearest best friends are from Boston, and I have an affinity for that accent as well. Yeah, it's I incredible. Just, I like it. It, it, just, it reminds me of good times. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Ben in New York. Yo. Ooh. Hey, Maddie, the Patriots <laughs> are the greatest team ever. You don't even know. That sounds what happened right. when you moved out to California? <laughs> oh, it's your voice. What are your accent, dude? Dude. <laughs> Real conversation. Oh, wow. I believe it. All right. Funny stuff. There's so much good comedy out there. I, one of the first, you know, fields that really embraced podcasting was was comedy, and I think just about every comedian has a podcast out there. But you know, look for the ones that are are being done. I, like all things comedy, I'm not just you know again giving them another plug, but they're trying to do things with the comedians and and do different things outside of just hey let's let's sit around and, and tell. Right, jokes. and they're cutting out the middleman, right? So like they all get paid for their own podcast without it being like a business venture kind of thing. And I like where's that. our paycheck. For real. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> Come on, iHeart. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. That was fun. This show was produced by... Z. Zenya. No. Let's go. Zenanya. <laughs> you. You. And the thing... Okay, guys. I, he's reading this list, and he spelt it wrong on the list. So that's oh, is that why, why, yeah. is that why it's wrong? <laughs> Zayanya D'Alvis. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, I have it all wrong. Zayanya yeah. de Elvis. Okay. Oh, for those of you who have listened for, for the whole show, or for all the episodes, if you're new, go back and listen. I, I get it wrong every week. Engineers David Williams and Horace Wong. Artwork by Dalton Runberg. Music composed by Casey Franco. Special thanks to Chris Peterson, 
the podcast god at iHeartRadio. Don Parker and Katie Wilcox right here at iHeartRadio San Francisco. By the way, if you want to see the lovely Z or me, uh, you can go to our Facebook page. It's Access Podcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter, Access Podcast 1. Or follow me at Maddie Stout, M-A-T-T-Y-S-T-A-U-D-T. And right now, go out, download the iHeartRadio app, check out some podcasts, and share them with some friends. Bye-bye.